Good morning, everybody. We are so glad that you're here to worship with us on this beautiful Palm Sunday. And the storms and rain stop just in time. So it's going to be an awesome day. I hope you stay after service. There's a photo booth uh, out here at the 5th and Chestnut entrance. We have a giant table where you can drop off items for the Love Center if you would like to do that. And then outside in the portico, there's a food truck for hot dogs, and it is awesome. And it's donut time truck is there too. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a donut. Yes. So uh, if Pastor Sam starts preaching too long, we'll just have to start reminding him there's donuts on the way. So, um, so write something in the comments too. If you're one of our folks watching online, we're thrilled to have you with us as well. Um, we actually have a team tomorrow going to Ohatchee. Part of our mission team is going to Ohatchee and we'll be feeding meals to 150 of the volunteers out there working, doing tornado relief. So that's pretty awesome. So if you see the mission team say, good job, way to go, that's awesome. Uh, we have an Easter egg hunt Saturday at 10 a.m. at the Casey's Farm. Who's ready for that? That's gonna be awesome, that's gonna be awesome. Oh, the Casey's are ready for it, I hope. If they weren't ready, can you imagine if they didn't know about it, it would be terrible. Um, Next Sunday is Easter Sunday, so we're so excited that we'll have you all back here for that as well. We have a service at 9, our celebration uh, worship service, and then at 11, our traditional service. That's next Sunday for Easter. We also have noonday Holy Week services every day coming up this week, Monday through Friday. Uh, it's a 12 o'clock, 30-minute service, and we have some great speakers lined up. You're going to love it. Uh, and Monday Thursday service will be at 6 p.m., there's a great speaker for that, too, all the way from Gadsden First, Pastor Sam. It's going to be great. So, um, and again, we are collecting today items for the Love Center. So if you have any of those, uh, you, can bring those you can bring those to the uh, red buckets at the entrances. Um, but even though we collected them today, if you want to bring them in the following weeks, that's fine. We'll still continue to take things to the Love Center and continue to pray for the awesome ministry that that shelter provides. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful for this beautiful Palm Sunday morning. We are thankful to uh, be worshiping together in person and online. I pray right now you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to reiterate what Andy said. It is so good to see some friendly faces back in the sanctuary. It feels like 2019 is crazy. Maybe Christmas time, 2020. So again, thank y'all so much. Uh, Palm Sunday, here we are. Y'all feel free to stand if you want to. It would be strange. Yeah, go ahead, stand single. This is the Praising the name 
is his home here in our chest with every door our Savior's knocking oh let him in oh let him out every night his kingdom's coming the sound of
bring back the kids, right? <laughs> We're done. They'll be back later. I'm just kidding. What? They're off at Children's Church. Y'all, uh, for those of you in the celebration service regularly, you may be familiar with this song. So if you are, help somebody out around you. Uh, this is The Lion and the Lamb. Good morning, everybody. 
Oh, how beautiful and handsome you look, <laughs> and how encouraging it is to see your faces, or half of them anyway. So uh, I am so glad to see you here. We really, really hoped that we could have this in the amphitheater, and, and listen, we're taking a rain check on the amphitheater worship. We're going to do that. Uh, we're, we still, our reservation still good for our year, so one of these Sundays, we're going to be having something big at the amphitheater, because it's going to be awesome. But today, is still awesome. Uh, I mean, are you kidding me? Hot dogs and donuts and animals. Look, we have, we have animals out there too. I mean, uh, donkeys and, and sheep and goats. And goats, at least. That, who knows? But, oh, my. Huh? oh my. Donkeys and sheep and goats. Um, I want to thank you for being here. And um, I look forward to our Holy Week coming up. We have noonday services every week. We have Monday Thursday service. One thing that Pastor Andy forgot to mention uh, was our sunrise service. Uh, our Men at the Well group is doing a sunrise service, um, not in person this year. We're doing a virtual sunrise service this year, so you can come to sunrise service in your pajamas. But we will have a very special guest speaker um, Bishop Deborah Wallace Paget will be doing the message for our sunrise service this year by video. So won't that be awesome? Um, this time for our offering, and I want to, if you're, maybe some of you are here for the first time in a long time, we have offering plates uh, there. You can always give online. You can always text to give. Every Easter we take up an Alleluia offering. And it's just our way of saying thank you, God, for all that you've done for us. And it's a way to praise God. And we ask people to give just something extra. Uh, and we use that money for something special at the church. And we have something special that we're doing this year. Uh, we, are, we are turning uh, room 106 and 108 down at the other end of the building. We're taking out a wall, making an archway in the wall and adding a stage, making it into a beautiful, awesome, inviting children's worship space. You know how much we love our children around here, right? This is going to be so awesome. This is going to be a place that they are excited about going to for children's church and children's worship. We can do plays in there. They can do rehearsals for programs in there and something extra special is this room is going to be named after somebody that we love that we lost this last year Joan Hightower we're going to name this children's worship space in honor of Joan Hightower now you know that Joan would have wanted it first class it's going to be first class and she would have wanted you, she would have been out there trying, we would have had like a little thermometer to raise the funds for it. So that's what we're, I don't know. We might even do a thermometer. Give for the Alleluia offering. We just had to replace the roof on the, the gym. Uh, I mean, with all this rain, we got to test out the new roof. Um, I tell you that much. We have uh, some wiring things that we want to do in here. We have a lot of projects. Give a little bit extra. Your prayers, um, we need your prayers. We have, if you have a special prayer request, please send it. I like for you to especially remember on this day, uh, remember Joan Gary. She lost her husband, Ron, and his graveside service will be today at Forest Cemetery. Uh, and we love Joan. She's um, near and dear to us, so pray for that family today. And anything else, send us a prayer request. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for your blessings. We do say Hosanna in the highest. We praise you, and we give you all the, the glory for everything that you've done in our lives. Lord, we thank you for the celebrations, and we also bring our hearts and our hopes to you. It's been a very tough year, Lord, and we're still kind of reeling from it. So we, we lift all those needs. For those who are grieving today, especially for the Gary family, we lift them up to you and ask you to hold them close. For those who 
are just struggling along, we ask that you give them strength. And Lord, we ask for guidance because we're taking this one step at a time. Uh, and, and there are things that, that we don't know about what the future holds. But we know that you hold the future and you hold us in your hands. Now take the gifts that are given through tithes and offerings. Take everything that's donated, Lord, for the Love Center. Take all of the missions work that we're doing. Take our hallelujah offerings and receive them, Lord, for your glory and your kingdom's purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, praise band. I tell you what, I don't remember. I got got my feet moving a little bit there. I, I 
Yeah, I grew up in the 70s, and we had disco, and I don't know if I would have been able to stand still if I had been singing with those kids up there. I might have just embarrassed myself and everybody else with, the, with my disco moves. I don't know. I might still have it. Uh, thank you all for your enthusiastic worship, and isn't our praise band wonderful to lead us in that? It's, it's, yeah. We are looking at the story of the triumphal entry from Matthew chapter 21 today, verses 1 through 11. The words are going to be up on the screen as if by magic or remote control. And we are going to see them up there. You can follow along on your church app or your Bible at home. If you're worshiping with us at home, say something in the comments. Say hallelujah or something after all of that. And we're connected with you even if you can't be here with us. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them. And they will... Uh, and they will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill the, what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did just as Jesus directed them and brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds went ahead of him, and those that followed them were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want to start out on this Palm Sunday by giving you kind of a strange sounding request maybe. And it's this, don't forget the donkey. Uh, I tried to have things worked out with the, with the animals to, to where I could get a little, uh, maybe a microphone on the donkey that's out there so that instead of having a saying, can I get an amen, I could say, can I get a hee-haw? Uh, because it's, we're talking a lot about the donkey today. Don't forget the donkey. Um, I'm not talking, okay, let me just get this out of the way. I'm not talking anything about politics. I know that the donkey is one of the political party's symbols. It's not anything about politics. It's not anything about football or anything like that. I know that, um, I don't know, Colorado School of Mines has a donkey mascot. I don't know if anybody else does. And I don't want to insult anybody. I don't know. Sometimes people get called a colorful version of the word donkey uh, to, as an insult. In fact, I think that to be called a donkey is a compliment. I kind of go along with the school of thought of Princess Fiona on Shrek. I think donkeys are noble steeds. I really do. I, you know, some of you have donkeys. I do know that. Some of you have donkeys. And if your donkey's not anything like what I'm about to say, then I, I'm sorry. But just from my research on donkeys, I found out a couple really cool things about donkeys. Donkeys, of course, are not as fast as horses. But donkeys can really carry heavy loads, and they're very intelligent, and they're also very persistent. And they are able to live on land that has sparse vegetation because they don't eat as much as horses. So donkeys are cool. Something else about donkeys you might not know. Donkeys are very protective. If, if a donkey bonds with a herd of cattle or a herd of sheep or something like that, then the donkeys will protect that herd from predators like coyotes, right? And then donkeys also, you might not know this, I found out about it, they have a calming effect on horses. 
If a horse is anxious, a lot of times they'll pair a donkey up with it, and it will calm down the anxious horse. And they're also sometimes used as therapy animals for people with disability because they're, they're gentle and, and they're good at that. So even with all of the cool things I've said about donkeys, and I haven't heard a hee-haw yet from down there, even with all of those cool things, if I had been in charge of Palm Sunday that first day in Jerusalem, I would probably not have chosen a donkey. It would not have looked like it looked. It would have probably looked more like an episode of The Lone Ranger because I would have had Jesus riding into town on a white stallion in a cloud of dust and a hearty high-ho silver I would have him just blasting in the center of Jerusalem. And instead of what the people actually said, who is that? And, oh, it's the prophet from Galilee. They would have said, who is that masked man? Right? So if I had been in charge, I would have had that. If I had been in charge, Jesus would have ridden in there on a white stallion. And he would have lassoed the devil. And he would have driven out, uh, he would have driven out the Pharisees and, and the scribes and he would have kicked out all of the Roman soldiers, and he would have said, there's a new sheriff in town, right? And then right at the end, I would have had the white stallion right into the sunset, rearing up on his hind legs and pawing the air with its front legs. Yeah, I would have done all of that. And, and Jesus would have waved his white hat, and he would have gone off, to the sound of the William Tell overture, like, you know, that's the way I would have done it. And you know what? I think if his disciples had planned it, they might have done it that way too. And the crowd, I have a feeling that the crowd would have liked something like that as well, because you see, they were waving palm branches and they were shouting, Hosanna. Well, what in the world were they thinking? What were they thinking, waving palm branches and shouting Hosanna anyway? Well, I think in their minds they were going back so 150 so years earlier. Their minds were going back to a very famous incident that happened when there was this really bad dude named Antiochus IV Epiphanes. And Antiochus, in 167 B.C., issued a decree in Jerusalem banning the practice of the Jewish religion. As a matter of fact, not only did he ban the practice, he killed anyone who worshipped the God of Israel. He made it illegal for, for parents to have their children circumcised. He killed anybody who did that. He made it illegal for them to keep the Sabbath or keep their festivals. And... And, and possibly the worst insult that you could give any, any Jew, he went into the temple in Jerusalem and he set up an altar to Zeus and he sacrificed pigs to Zeus on the altar in the temple in Jerusalem. Uh, it was awful. It was awful. Well... Opposition rose up to Antiochus IV, and, and a guy named Mattathias had some sons, and they rallied together, and they really launched a guerrilla warfare, what we would know as a guerrilla warfare. And after a couple of years, Mattathias' son, Judas Maccabeus, Judas, Judas the Hammer. Maccabeus means the hammer. So Judas the Hammer was able to drive out the opposition and rededicate the temple and the whole um, the whole Jewish celebration of Hanukkah is is around that you can read more about that that event and when they rededicated the temple the people had sticks with ivy wrapped around them and they had palm branches and they waved the branches and they celebrated and they said Hosanna in the highest so, the people in Jerusalem that day, waving those branches, shouting Hosanna, hmm, I think they were thinking, hooray for 
the hammer, right? Hooray. Come in here and kick out all of our enemies. So now back to the donkey. Remember I said don't forget the donkey. Why a donkey? Why a donkey instead of a, a beautiful horse? Well, a donkey represents two things. A donkey represents, first of all, nobility. You think, okay, you already said the donkey was a noble steed, but it really was. There were donkeys that were set aside for the purpose of a king, and nobody else could ride the donkey. They were special donkeys. And, and when a king would come into town on the donkey, everybody would know that it was the king because it was this special donkey. Now, I'm not exaggerating about this, and I'm not exaggerating about the symbolism of this. And if you think about it, Jesus came into town in the most obvious and the most um, out there way that he could. There was a price on Jesus' head. You'd think if he came into town at all, he would have snuck in, maybe snuck in the back way. But he came in the most visible way, the most uh, awesome way, the most incredible proclamation if you think about it he couldn't have given a speech that historians say there were as many as 500,000 people in Jerusalem that day how could he give a speech that could be heard by that many people how he couldn't talk to people individually all he could do to proclaim that he was king to proclaim that he was Messiah was give them a huge visual and that's what he did I mean Riding in on a donkey with people waving branches and yelling Hosanna, that's, that's pretty visual. That's pretty awesome. So it represents nobility. Jesus was proclaiming to everybody that he was the Messiah, that he was the king. And then it represents peace. It represents nobility and peace. If a king rode in on a horse, that meant you were going to war, right? A war horse. But if a king rode in on a donkey, the king was saying, I come in peace. That's the message that Jesus was sending. But you know that message was lost on the crowd. The crowd was still saying, Hosanna. You know what Hosanna means? Hosanna means save us now. They wanted Judas Maccabeus, the hammer, and they got the prince of peace instead. So, they wanted military salvation, not spiritual salvation. So, what was Jesus thinking when Jesus rode into town on Palm Sunday? I think the answer to that question is, remember the donkey. Don't forget the donkey. I'm going to say something that might sound a little bit crazy to you, um, but here goes. I really admire the mother donkey, the Palm Sunday mother donkey. It's one of the, the most admirable characters in the story to me. And here's what I admire about the mother donkey. Um, I admire that she was set apart for a special purpose. And her role was not to be the Messiah, was not to be the king, but was to carry the king, to be the vehicle for the king. Um, the year I graduated from high school in 1979, the winner of the Nobel Peace Prize that year was Mother Teresa of Calcutta. And um, when she won the Nobel Peace Prize, there was, of course, a lot of hoopla. There always is a lot of hoopla surrounding that, a lot of, of pomp and circumstance. And a reporter asked Mother Teresa after she received the Nobel Peace Prize, um, how was she going to keep that from letting, uh, from letting all of that attention go to her head? And Mother Teresa said this, Do you suppose the donkey who carried Jesus into Jerusalem that day thought all the cheers were for her? Which is a very wise answer. No, the cheers weren't for her. The cheers were for the one she was carrying. And Mother Teresa and the mother donkey knew what their job was. Their job was to be set apart, not to be the king or the Messiah, but to carry the king, the king or the Messiah, to be a carrier 
of the good news, not to be the good news. And whenever I talk about uh, being the carriers of the gospel, which we are set apart, if you haven't already figured that out, we are set apart to be carriers of the good news. Uh, carry the good news. Carry Jesus wherever we go. Whenever I talk about carrying Jesus wherever we go, uh, I, I have people that are bound to think, you know, I don't want to be that person. I don't, I don't want to be that obnoxious person who's always just pushing their beliefs on somebody else. Well, you know, I don't want to be that person either. I don't want to be that person either. And somebody else is bound to think, well, you know what? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. That's not our job anyway. Our job is to be the salt of the earth so that people are thirsty. Our job is to carry Jesus with us wherever we go to the point that, that people see what we're doing in Jesus' name and see the good news. And see the good news. Now, what does the good news sound like? Sometimes the good news sounds like you telling somebody about Jesus. Somebody's at the end of their rope. They don't know if they can go on. They're looking for hope. They're looking for help. And you tell them about Jesus. Sometimes the good news looks like um, giving supplies to a, a homeless shelter. Sometimes the good news like, looks like making sandwiches for people who are cleaning up after a disaster. But wherever we go, carry the good news. Be like the mother donkey. People are thirsty, y'all, for meaning in their lives. Beyond, beyond just the basic necessities of, of food and clothing and water, people are, are searching for meaning and purpose and just deeper relationships. And people want to be appreciated and respected just for who they are, to be listened to, to be heard. People want to, everybody wants to bloom on a spiritual level. And you and I, the church, can offer the answer to all of those deep thirsts that we have by carrying Jesus Christ wherever we go. We're not the Messiah. But our job is to bear Christ with us wherever we go. And the Holy Spirit will do the rest. Okay, another thing I admire about the mother donkey was that she took her child along with her on the job. Did you think about that? Did you notice that in Matthew 21 where we just read? The donkey's colt came along with her. You know, our children need to see us lead by example. They need to see us be carriers of the good news. And that's why I'm so glad that we are in a church that, that loves our children and cares about them. We love them, and we also want to take them along with us. When we worked at Camp Sumatonga a few weeks ago, we had children and youth working alongside uh, us older folks. And it was awesome, okay? Whenever we take the good news, whenever we do something kind for somebody else, our children see us lead by example, whether we know it or not. I remember one, uh, one time when I was a kid, one of my jobs as, as a kid growing up on a farm was to help my dad feed the cattle. And uh, here's how it worked. You know, you feed the, the cattle in the wintertime. And we didn't have those big round bales. We had the, the little bales that you had to pick up. Any of y'all ever haul hay? I don't know. I, I grew up in the country. We hauled hay. Um, but in the wintertime, you feed the cattle. And so my job was to be up in the back of the truck throwing the hay out to the cows while my dad was inside the cab of the truck driving with the heater on. So... I'm just telling you, he was a smart man. Um, so, I, I, and it wasn't all that bad, you know, unless it was cold and rainy and yucky. And then it, it was, you know, one of those things. It was not a fun job. So one cold and rainy day, we fed our cows. And then we drove several miles down the road to another man's farm. And I didn't ask where we were going. We were just going somewhere. I, I didn't think about it until we pulled up to this other guy's barn. 
And my dad got out of the truck and went in and we started loading hay onto our truck. And then we went out into his field. And then at that point, it got through my thick skull that we were going to feed this man's cows. And so I said, Dad, why are we feeding Mr. So-and-so's cows? Um, and my dad said, because he's sick and he's in bed and he can't get out here and feed them himself today. And I didn't see anything, but I want to tell you, while I was in the back of that truck throwing that hay out, and it was cold and it was rainy, I was just really, really grumpy because I didn't like this guy. You know, he was, he was grumpy. He was mean. I thought he was mean. And he, he, also, he also went to a church that thought all of us Methodists were going to hell. And he took every opportunity to tell us, you know what, he just was not a pleasant person. I thought, why are we feeding his cows? But I didn't say anything. I would just kind of complain to myself. And then when we finished, I got back in the cab of the truck and I turned the heat up as high as it would go. And all the way home, I was sitting there like this and I was, I was pouting, okay? I was pouting. And I, my dad finally said, what's on your mind? And after I said nothing a couple of times, he finally made me tell him and I said, why do we have to feed that mean old man's cows? He's mean, and I don't even think he likes us anyway. And my dad said something that stuck with me all these years later. He said, son, whenever you have a chance to do something kind to somebody, you just ought to do it just because it's the right thing to do. You see, my dad didn't quote scripture to me, but he did teach me the golden rule. By example, right? He took me with him when he helped other people. And that's one of the reasons why I love the mother donkey so much. She took her child with her as she carried the light of the world that day. So as we leave this place today, can we just remember that? Can we just remember that we are all set apart for a purpose to carry the good news with us wherever we go? And can we remember that whatever our vocation, whatever job that we do, we have a higher calling. And our higher calling is to take the good news in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for being Messiah. And thank you for being the Prince of Peace. Thank you for being the one who saves us, not just from troubles, but saves our souls. Thank you for giving meaning and purpose to our lives. Thank you for for being the good news that we needed. God, thank you for loving us so much that you didn't give us what we wanted. You gave us what we needed. You gave us Jesus. Help us, Lord, to be like that mother donkey and to carry that good news with us wherever we go, to be there, to be examples for the children around us of what it means to be carriers of the good news. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh
What an awesome worship service, and thank you for being here. A couple of housekeeping things before I say the benediction. Uh, if you brought something for the Love Center, um, the containers are out by the door by, on the Chestnut Side uh, entrance. So you just put those there, and you can still bring something if you're just now remembering to do that. Um, don't forget the Alleluia offering. Uh, don't forget we have uh, the doghouse and uh, it's donut time truck down in the portico. So stay around and eat. There are tables set up in 106 and 108 so you can kind of see where our new children's room is going to be. Um, so don't forget. There's also a photo booth out here in the Chestnut Street entrance to set up beautifully decorated for Palm Sunday. What a great chance for you to have your picture made or to do a selfie in front of that and prove you are here at church today. I don't know. So here's the benediction. Remember the donkey. Remember to be a vehicle to carry the good news wherever you go. Amen. <laughs>